to mile 13. Yay! <laughs> I feel like that's fight night. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> I was like, who's fighting? I'm perfectly okay right now. Fight, fight, update, fight, fight. fight. It's going to have to be you two because you two are together and I'm just watching. So it's going to have to be you two fighting. Uh, I throat punch people. My money's on Kim. Sorry, Jackie. And it's fair. Jackie is, what do they call it when people don't fight? Passive. Passive. A pacifist. I was going to yes. say yeah, Simon that's role, I was but for. pacifist works too. Jackie is a pacifist, so I would hardcore win this fight. I don't take throat punch as well, I've been told. So. I don't really think <laughs> anybody <laughs> takes throat punch as well. Update. The mouse has not been captured. It is still loose in the basement. Yep. I don't want to say that your cats day. are failures, but I'm just saying that they could maybe do a little bit better at their job. Now, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> uh, B is too fat to fit into like tight spots. Don't fat shame her because she she hunts. She eats a lot. She kills what she eats, or she eats what she kills. I mean. So sure. <laughs> she's actually she is actually a stone cold killer. But also also uh look me up on Facebook if you want to if you really want to make your day. If you are not a personal friend of mine on Facebook, look me up Kim Harmon. Uh it is the funniest thing I have seen in a long time. I made it public just so everybody could see it and share it because it's really funny. There's video of Steve coming down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Attempting to keep himself safe from the mouse. Oh, oh no, I haven't funniest. seen this video yet. I need to watch it. Oh, it's you do. classic. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> it's so funny. Now I'm really it excited. Is. He didn't know he was being recorded. We'll just put it that way. Which makes it even better. Because he's like, <laughs> he's like sassing the mouse. <laughs> then it's just like pure, genuine reactions. He's not putting on a show yeah. or anything. Like he, he oh, sees No, he absolutely was not putting on a show. He had no idea I was recording him. And when he came back up the stairs, he was like, you're not putting that on Facebook, are you? As I was pushing the send button. And I was like, like, oh, oh yes, shared. I am. <laughs> Too late. Yep. So... So Jackie, Jackie. Oh, we never introduced ourselves. I'm Casper. Oh. That's Jackie. That's or I'm not Casper. I'm Kim. That's Jackie. Whoa. That's Casper. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I am also Casper. We're all Kim, Casper Kim, today. Kim. I know I'm amazing, and I know you want to be like <laughs> me, but this is called identity theft, and it's a real problem in this country. I just want to be smaller. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> no. I Casper, mean, do you want to be smaller? No, I'm actually pretty confident and uh, happy in my current size. Yeah, see, all we don't all want to be smaller. Me. It's just this freakishly oh. large girls want to be smaller. Anyway. True that. <sighs> anyway, Casper, how's your life? My life is really good. Um, I had a pretty relaxing weekend, except for the fact that nice. um, I've been planning and I've been working on getting a new tattoo for a while now. Only the artist that I wanted to go Ooh. have it done with um, is really, really popular. Only she's a female artist, which I was super excited about because female tattoo artists are super, super rare. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, like, really wanted to support her. 
Um, and so like, w- like we've been trying to get this appointment forever and forever and forever. Um, and it just wasn't working. It wasn't lining up right. And then all of a sudden on Friday, she like messaged us and was just like, Hey, by the way, like I had a cancellation with my appointment. Um, you guys can come in and you, uh, we can do the tattoo. Uh, so we went in on Friday and like kind of spontaneously got them and it looks awesome. Hurt like a bitch though, much more than I was expecting it to. Cause it was on my thigh. So I was expecting inner or outer. Um, it's like smack dab in the middle, and there's wings. It's a moth tattoo. Um, I'll take a picture of it. And we can we can post it. Um, I'm sorry. Are you wearing shorts right now? I have seen it. It is lovely. Thank you. I did design it myself. Um, but oh. I forgot that like that region and in the inner thigh is like semi close to the female reproductive system, and apparently, female bodies don't like it when you get anywhere close to that with needles. Even, like, a little bit close to that area with needles. It doesn't like it at all. How far up was it? It's, like, it's not close at all, but just, like, apparently there's just, like, a lot of, like, like nerves and muscles in that area in the upper thigh that, like, if you get, like, in the inner thigh at all, it hurts like a bitch. That makes me feel a little bit better then because I have a mandolin on my hip, and it is a cover-up of a cover-up. So, basically, like, I got the initial tattoo... Years later, decided I didn't like it. Got the mandolin tattooed over the original tattoo. The mandolin faded to the point where the original tattoo was coming up through it again. Mm, so I got the mandolin retattooed over top of the existing mandolin and like reshaded. So they had to go through like several layers of skin to get the ink to take. And it looked pretty good. Like it got infected mm-hmm. because they had to go so deep. So now there's marbling around the edge. But it hurt, like, I have never felt pain like that. It was this intense burning. It didn't hurt that bad the other two times. But the third mm. time, it it was like, I, it was, I was, I literally made my lip bleed because I was biting Ooh. it so hard to keep from crying out. So I'm glad that it's not just me. Yeah, no. That has, like, sensitive. how much it hurt. Yeah. Um, do you have an inner arm tattoo? Because where is it? Yeah, like, like I have an inner arm tattoo. That's the one like, that you made. Um, that's supposed to be one of the most painful places. And I have a rib cage tattoo. Um, I have, I've heard that one's really yeah, painful, too. That one hurt a lot, too. And so I was like, oh, I can totally do this. I've done rib cages. I've done inner arms. I've done forearms. Why do you go for the most sensitive? You go for, like, the ticklish spots to get tattoos. What is wrong with you? I have no fear. Or... Pain sensors, oh, no, apparently. I, I, pain sensors. I just have no fear. <laughs> um, I also have an announcement for the podcast, which I've already talked to you two about, <laughs> but I want to inform our lovely, lovely, wonderful listeners um, that my dear, sweet, lovely girlfriend has changed their name and is now going by Coyote instead of Madison. And so now when I refer to Coyote, that's who I'm talking about. So I like... And we Coyote went with me and got their first tattoo also, which is a back tattoo. So if you want to talk about people being crazy, their first tattoo was, was gonna on ask, their are, spine. I was going to ask, are they matching? No, they're not matching. But we both did design oh. them. Like, we each designed but our own tattoo. I also really like the way that your moth tattoo, which I have seen photos of, matches your arm tattoo. Yes. And um, I have two arm tattoos. I, I have one that's, like, up in, like, the, like, inner... For like what what do you call like the upper arm the inside of the upper arm bicep Your bicep yeah like inner bicep yeah I have one on like yeah. the inner bicep and then I have one Secret on like the lower the forearm and they all three of those and then the one on my rib cage as well all 
four of them now, including the moth tattoo, all kind of have similar structures and builds and kind of all look cohesive, which I really like. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. Casper is a walking work of art. Casper is a walking collage. The bicep one, Jackie actually designed. See, for some reason, I thought that was on your forearm. Mm-mm. No, Matthias has it on his forearm. Yeah. But he didn't know that you designed, like, he has he has a tattoo that you designed that he didn't even know that you designed it. <laughs> That's funny. But it, it wasn't the same one. It's very similar. Yeah, so I, I designed your tattoo. And then um, Kim's stepson got a forearm tattoo that looked very similar. Uh, and it was like the same week that I did yours. Yeah. And so I saw it. messed it. you up. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it and I said, I just drew this. Like, why do you have it? Um, but it, it was different. because I designed it Yeah, myself. no, my but bicep one's the very, face it is one you did very similar. Yeah, it was very trippy. I think his is more simple than Casper's. I think Casper's has some like extra background, like lines and dots and stuff that mm-hmm. Matthias like is just very shapes. simple. Like, yeah, his is pretty much, I think, just the phases of the moon. It's it, pretty he simple. He had, like, a little bit of geometric, which is why it looks similar. Yeah. It was moons and a little bit of geometric. But not shapes. as much. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as good. <laughs> Thanks. But I, I the if you one. are willing to share yep. with the world, we would love to show your tattoo to the world because I think it's very good. Yeah, Absolutely. I can send you guys the picture of, like, when I first got it. Otherwise, I want to wait for it to heal to take, like, actual good pictures of it. But that'll take a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, are you in the itchy phase yet? That's yes. the worst. Yes, I am. And it's Ugh. Especially since it's that. winter, so I have to wear, like, leggings and oh, shit. Yeah. That, like, loose leggings that aren't going to, like, rub against it because jeans just hurt and irritate it. Yeah. And your skin's already dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really can't. Oh, uh, note to self: never get tattooed in the winter time. I just always have lotion with me, just constantly. Although I'm probably not going to get tattooed again anywhere. But anyway, anyways, we've talked about tattoos for long enough. Jackie, how's your life going? Um, I am now in a lot of debt. I got a new car. Yay! Push the A button over there because I can't reach it. Yay! <laughs> It's a 2019. Wow. Which is way newer than I anticipated. And it's, it is now 2019. No. Oh, nope. Nope. It's 2020. Can we edit that part out? Nope. Nope. We're keeping <laughs> it. 2019 wasn't that long ago. No, it was just like a few a few days ago. Yeah. So um my car, I was driving to work about a week ago and I stopped at a red light. I was so afraid for you in the middle of this story. Like yeah. You texted me and you're like, oh, it's happened. Yeah. So I was driving, stop at a red light, and I go to go. And my car just wasn't moving. Like the engine had shut off. That's But not like good. all the lights were still on. Typically, you need your engine on when you want your car to work. <laughs> I mean, usually. I So I'm not a good mechanic, but... I do, I do know you need your engine turned on to move. I do think that um, is a pretty uh, central and important part of a car working. Yeah, so I was, I was like, maybe, like maybe this is a reason why it's not moving. Is the engine turned off? But I'm not sure. It could. Anyways, um, so I stopped at a red light. Cars were honking at me. I'm getting anxious because people are waiting, and I hate making right. people wait. That's the worst. I get anxiety at the bank. Yeah. Um. And so then it eventually started. I got to work. 
And then when I went to come home, uh, it, it didn't turn on and it was dead. Brandon drove down to Cincinnati to get me. What a good guy. And when I had told him about- Wait, wait, wait. Talk about what happened when Brandon was on the way to Cincinnati. Or on the way home. Oh, was it on the way home? I thought it was on the way down. On the way home. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt um, your story. Well, so Brandon was, first off, wonderful because when I had told him my car had died the first time, he had spent the whole day test driving cars for me. Aww. And so he was going to surprise me with um, a car that you can, like, test drive overnight. Yeah. And... um. I, it ended up dying, so he had to come get me. And then on the way home, he got pulled over. So that was fun. And then Brandon's like, I'm a brown guy in the driver's seat. Like, cal- like stay calm, guys. Like, right. Uh, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, he definitely got a ticket. Yeah. And um, so it was, what had happened was his, the, the lights that shine on your license, um, they were out so that um, the cop couldn't see his license plate. What a so he weird pulled us thing over. to get pulled over for. Well, so we were in, a, we had figured it out. We were in a nicer area, so not a lot of stuff happens. Mm. So he was just bored. He yeah. needed something but to do. The cop was so pleasant the entire time. That's good. That's he was good really nice. He just given a warning. Yeah. Um, Brandon's dad said, well, can I go out and look at it? And he shines a flashlight and he shows his hands to be like, like, I'm good. Nothing in my hands. And I guess Brandon's dad just pounded on the back of the car a few times and one of the lights turned on. <laughs> no. So it was good enough. Um, but, I mean, he, the cop was very nice. He was joking with us when That's Brandon good. showed him the li- his license with his long, shaggy hair. Oh, yeah. He made, he cracked some joke about it. Um, and then I was very stressed, so Brandon uh, took me out for a milkshake. Yay! Yay. What a good guy. And then he got a car. Yeah. He has his moments. He's a dime. But, um, but yeah, so I have a new car now. Yay. And its name is? Its name is Mabel. Mabel. Why did you pick that name? Uh, Casper, why did I pick the name Mabel? Is it from Gravity Falls? Okay. Just like break into the theme song. That's sweet. It's a nice car, too. I sat in it. It it is beautiful. I didn't you get to would, go out of all the characters, pick Mabel. You would pick Mabel. I I relate to Mabel on a spiritual level. I, I see that. She's great. a nice car. Kim, how are you doing? Kim. Uh, fabulous might be an understatement. So, I haven't really talked about it too much on Mile Thirteen because, like, I don't want to. I don't know. Like, I don't, I always feel weird mixing the shows together. Oh, no, you're good. You're totally fine. But you should be proud. You should be happy. So those of you who don't know, uh, Steve and I have a show also. Uh, The reason why we are called the 13th Hour Studios is because Steve and I have a show called An Hour of Your Life as well. And it's uh, like an hour long show once a week comes out on Saturdays. So we all, we record all, you know, Mile 13 and An Hour of Your Life in the same studio. So we call it Mile 13 Studios. Anyway. Um, so there's this thing that comes out every year called the best of Dayton and you can send in your nominations for, uh, like a bunch of different categories. And so we really rallied hard and we're like, Hey, nominate us, nominate us, nominate us. And we really didn't expect to get anything. Like you can nominate as many times as you want and whoever gets the most nominations makes it into the finals and the finals, you can only vote once a day. Um, so, and 
in the podcast category, there's a, a local show called Gem City Podcast, which is basically like the who's who of Dayton. They've mm-hmm. been around. Gem City Podcast has been around for, I don't know, almost 10 years, I think, something like that, like a long time. And um, they have 800 and something episodes. So maybe not 10 years, but they've been around a long time. Um, and they always win. So, and we've been around since August. Like Steve and I have only been doing an hour of your life since August. And we, like, we're not. Yeah, it's like a little baby show. We are. We're it's just, just a two, baby show. Two people in our basement talking about whatever we feel like talking about. We got a couple of interviews here and there, but we have a, a small but loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. And so um, Best of Dayton nominations came out on Monday. Or no, Tuesday. Best of Dayton nominations came out on Tuesday of last week. And uh, so we didn't get nominated, which was, I mean, it was a little disappointing, but we weren't really surprised. We're like, it's fine. We're brand new. Not a big Mm -hmm. deal. So I wrote to Dayton.com, who uh, is the one that, you know, puts on the best of Dayton. And I said, hey, just out of curiosity, how close did we come? And they said, actually, it's funny you should ask. We were just getting ready to write to you. Uh, You did make it. We had some, there was some, a little bit of some changes and some shakeup uh, in the numbers and the competition. And congratulations, you are a finalist in Best of Dayton Podcast 2019. Yay! I was at the Children's Museum at the time. <laughs> Caused this freaking scene. I did a little bit. Uh, I, a couple of parents looked at me weird because I made a very loud, strange noise <laughs> when I read that. Um, and I almost started crying because I was really, really excited. Um, I'm just really proud of both of our shows. And so uh, so that was kind of a big deal. And yeah. we were very excited, very happy. Um, so if you're, uh, if you're so inclined, go check out An Hour of Your Life and vote for us in Best of Dayton for Best Local Podcast. We're not going to get it. But um, not with that it was attitude. just really exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm a realist. I'm actually... No, I'm hoping that we might have enough to get third place. I'm, I am, I'm under no delusions that gem city podcast is not going to win again. Mm-hmm. Like they, they will just, just because they're really well known, they're going to win. But, and honestly, there's another show called fifth and Ludlow. Please check it out. Like if you are, if you're a podcast fan at all, which clearly you are, cause you're listening to us. There's a show called uh, fifth and Ludlow. Um, you can go to, I think it's called fifth and Ludlow podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on Stitcher. It is on Google Podcasts. That's on iTunes. It's a bunch of different things. Uh, but it's like a serial podcast about a family that found... And it's true story. It's really good. And I really hope they... I Honestly, I think they deserve it more than we do. But um, I really hope that they win second and we get mm-hmm. third. Because it basically... Fifth and Ludlow is the story of this family that was renovating their... Their house was finished in 1927 is when they finished building the house. And they were renovating a bathroom and there was like a cast iron bathtub and they ripped it out. And when they ripped it out, they found a letter like that had been hidden underneath the bathtub. And it's like this really clandestine message like, meet me. It's it's from a guy named Will to a woman named Rose. And it's like, meet me at the drugstore and we will discuss the matter at hand. What? And like, that's all it says. Yeah. It's this really creepy message, and it's just a five-part series about them, like, researching, tracking down who is Will, who is Rose. What does this message mean? Like, Oh, wow. It's really good. So I'm so intrigued Go now. check out Fed and Lolo. 
It's really worth it. That does sound pretty good. All right, enough about me. You ready to talk about Skinwalkers? Yeah! Is that what we're talking about this week? That is what we're talking about this week. We are back mm. at the Skinwalker Ranch. Sunny Utah. Welcome back. And boys, if you haven't listened oh to the goodness. first part of this episode, you should go back and listen to the first part because this part won't make any sense. I mean, it'll make some sense, but you won't get the real scope of like who the what. It, no, it'll it'll make no sense. Okay, it won't make any sense at all. Well, because we're just gonna start talking. Like for me, I'm just gonna start talking about cow mutilations, and you're gonna no have recap. No we're just context. gonna jump right into cow mutilations. Let's recap a little bit. Did we no recap? Talk? No, we are going <laughs> to recap a little bit. So the to recap, there's a ranch in Utah that's on sacred land. It's not really sacred land. It's on it's, it's on, on the reservation, the Native American reservation of a tribe uh, who we're not going to name because we never did figure out how to say their name. Hold uh, on, I'm on it right now. It is the Ute tribe. Ute. 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 Hold on. Uh, and so wait, hold on, because I want to f- look it up. Okay, well, and I don't want to like. Okay, how to say Ute? Are you just looking up like Google yeah. Translate? Because you do know that won't be reliable, right? Close enough. It's YouTube. Ute. Oh, okay. Ute. Ute. We were right. Somebody was right. I don't know who was right. Somebody was right. So it is. Utes were wrong. It's Utes, not Ute. <laughs> I have always thought it was Ute. I apologize. It's you. I am sorry right. for being it's wrong. Fine. It's cool. Whatever. You just said it with um, with some finesse, an accent of some sort, with flair. So anyway, there's a okay, uh, everything there's I do is ranch. fabulous. I I can't help it. I just have to put I have to put finesse on everything. That's fine. I feel you. There is a ranch on the Ute Foundation. Um, the, do we go with Sherman's? Yep. Sherman's. Okay. The Sherman family bought it, not their real name, uh, in the 60s? No. In the 90s. You're doing a great job of this recap. I'm doing a terrible job of this recap. Does somebody else want to take over the recap? Or do you just want me to stumble my way through so it? So the Shermans bought the house. In, so they bought a ranch house in 1994. <laughs> Guys, we're so, not doing any, any better. So what happens is, so as long as you say, like, once. 1994. Got it. I found it. Like, you can stumble it and then re-say it confidently, and then I can chop it together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can be like, in Utah? Utah. Um, yeah. So the Shermans bought the the ranch that sits on the Ute Foundation, or on the Ute Reservation, I'm sorry, in the 90s. And they found, uh, like, all of these weird things started happening to them. There were weird lights and entities, and everybody sees UFOs, and bad things happen. And and they called it the Skinwalker Ranch. And as you will remember from our previous Canyon to Shea episodes, a Skinwalker is... A person who has sex with their dead sibling and then turns into an animal. So all good things. And eats them. It's also believed that this land is a uh, portal to hell and also maybe the universe. Yeah, so there's a lot of weird theories going on. Because as soon as they moved in, um, I I forget what exactly we had covered last time, but like, Immediately, things started disappearing and would turn oh, up yeah. in weird spots. There would, like, 
they would feel like they're being watched and just like weird. Oh, the dogs? Yeah, there were was mutilated. a horrific dog like, there death. Three burned dogs. Yes. So things are disappearing. Things are dying. It's happening very systematically, but then sporadic at the there same time. There was a weird bulletproof so wolf really for a second there. Oh, yes. Yeah. A dire lot. wolf, like a huge one. Mm-hmm. A lot of just really bizarre, unexplainable things are happening. And they continue to happen. Yay, great recap. Oh, it's not going to get any better? Um, nope. <sighs> All right. I'll say, if anything, it's going to get worse. Oh, it's going to get so much worse. I'm going to say the word anus at some point. So. Highlight of my day. <laughs> I'm so excited for Jackie to say okay. the word anus. You better be. It's recorded now. It's going to be um, really fun because... Jackie doesn't like to say anything dirty or inappropriate ever, so it's going to be really fun to watch her have to stumble through trying to say that sentence. Uh, well, uh, 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 see, anus, anus I'm comfortable with. Okay. It's science. Anus is fine. Scientific word. Yes. Anus I'm good with. I'm good with it. What about butthole? See, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Okay. So, uh, so what I'm going to cover this week is a lot of the cattle mutilations that happen on this ranch. This is what Skinwalker Ranch is really, really well known for. This is the most um, unexplainable thing, the most documented. There's a lot, a lot of scientists have documented this, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's it's not. Oh yeah, I would say they would the have family. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry, it's, we'll it's get not, there. Um, well, and remember too that um, just. Another little part of the recap that I think we mentioned last week, eventually the police stopped documenting the UFO encounters because it happened so much. The police were just like, ah, there it goes again. There's another one. The fact that these cattle mutilations, yeah, the fact that these cattle mutilations are being documented is kind of significant. Yeah. And um, so one important thing to remember is, so animal mutilations, they're not... um, like specific just to Skinwalker Ranch, but the way that these animals are dissected and kind of taken apart is very iconic of Skinwalker Ranch. So there's a lot more precision and weird weirdness with it. Um, so Skinwalker Ranch does stand apart with the mutilations. So animal mutilations are the only physical, tangible evidence that we have from UFOs, and no one has ever um, been arrested for committing crimes of mutilation, which cool. is significant. I mean, other than, like, just abusing an animal. Like, no right. one's mutilated and said, oh, it's an alien, uh, which is significant because th- th- we don't know. Like, yeah. we can't trace it anywhere. If you are brutally, brutally, and, like, if you are brutally mutilating a cow and planning on, like, pawning it off on an alien i think you need to change your stick like i think it's not gonna work yeah yeah like get a different cows thing. are not different small hobby. either yeah i mean it's not easy to take some mutilate a cow mm-hmm. you gotta have some muscle yeah and there's there's a lot of weird stuff with how it happens which we'll get to at some point but it's just it's just a lot of bizarre things that no one can explain with this specific plot of land. Yay! Mm. And I think that's... So, with the mutilations on the land, there's never there's never a sign of struggle, and there's never tracks of any 
animals coming to the creatures or or people coming to the creatures. So whenever a cow is mutilated, it's there and no sign. There's no signs of anyone or anything coming up to it. And also, so cows are often very skittish and they'll seek shelter and hide if they sense any kind of danger. So usually um, if something were to attack a cow, there'd be a lot of struggle um, because they're they're skittish to begin with. So a cow is just going to be running from you if you're trying to get it. Yeah, and something that I don't know if you guys know and our listening audience may not know, there's there's like a guard cow. And I know that sounds dumb, but that's like how cows work. If you ever see a field of cows, you will notice one cow standing away from the rest of the herd that basically is like the guard cow. So, like, when that cow senses or sees that something is going wrong, they will alert the other cows, and the other cows will, like, group together. And basically, like, that's what a stampede is, is all the other cows, like, group together and try to, they, I guess they think in their little cow brains, there's safety in numbers. I mean, to the extent there is. So, the fact that if it's, if it's not the guard cow that's getting mutilated, or maybe it is the guard cow that's getting mutilated, mm-hmm. but... Whatever it is got past the guard cow without really trying. Yeah. Because the guard cow apparently didn't alert the rest of the cows. Wasn't doing his little cow job. Mm. Much like a fat cat we know not doing their job. Some of the first signs of um, bizarre things happening in relation to the mutilation, but not necessarily the mutilation, was um Tom was in the field and he saw all the cows running as if there was like a wolf or something lurking in the woods. Again, guard cow. Huh? Maybe the guard like cow got tired after so many things were happening, much like the cops, like they just stopped <laughs> reporting it. Just, <laughs> cops, guard cows, everybody's like F this. <laughs> Pretty like everyone everyone's given up at this point. Um so the cows are running and Ellen, the wife, went out to investigate and found that one of their cows was missing. And there was no tracks or, again, no clues. So it just kind of vanished. So that, that was the first weird thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, and you might get into this, but isn't this where, like, the stereotypical image of the UFO abducting a cow comes from? Of, like, the UFO coming through and, like, the flying saucer pulling a cow up, and that's why there's no tracks? Probably. And this, oh, I, I can't know. stop thinking about that. Like, I think there was a Simpsons episode or something where it's, like, it's lifting a cow, and the cow's like, moo. <laughs> and it just, like, has this really dumb cow look on its face, and it's really funny. It's, like, all purple and green, and, yeah. Can walk her ranch in a really dumb cow look. I, okay. I have I have this cartoon playing in my head while you're talking about all of this, and I just can't make it stop. It's funny that that never crossed my mind once was <laughs> the cow spaceship thing. I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if is. this is where it started. Good chance. It that that would make sense. I feel you. Um so okay, so it is really important to remember. We talked about this last week. The family left and moved to this area to <laughs> avoid drama. Yep. Like and it, as soon as they come, like all this really bad stuff happens, they try to ignore it. And it just gets worse. And now it's one of the most famous pieces of land in America. And this family just moved to leave like small town gossip because small town was too big for them. So just keep that in mind <laughs> with all this stuff, with all this hoot, hoot nanny. 
I like that word. Thanks. Trying to expand my redneck vocabulary. As as one should. <laughs> um so the the first actual mutilation, um, Tom discovered, and what he had seen is he walked up and he saw his dead cow laying on the ground. There was no blood, again, no sign of struggle. And um the only thing wrong was there was a small surgical hole drilled into its left eyeball in a strong chemical smell. Now, are we sure this wasn't just like a high school biology teacher that was practicing? Um, I would say probably not a biology teacher, but if it were a doctor practicing, that would make more sense. Okay. Because the thing that keeps coming up, and it, it will escalate, is everything is very surgical. Like, there's nothing... It, it is very, like like a doctor did it. Like no no normal person could go. Like well, I the, couldn't go and do this. The fact that there was no blood, there was a hole drilled in its eyeball, but there was no blood. Eyes are very venous. Like they would bleed. There's veins going to your eye. That's true. So it had to cauterize immediately as they were drilling the hole. Right. Science. That would make sense. I mean, I only got to see an anatomy, but I'm pretty sure that there's veins in your eyeball. Well, it wouldn't even cauterize. Well, cauterize it maybe, but then what about the rest of the blood in the body? Because the whole body didn't have blood. Wait, the cow was drained Wait. of blood? I don't think you said think that. you're getting of yourself. I no. said there was no blood. No, there was... Oh, I thought you meant, like, there was no blood... Around the wound. Like, coming out of the eye. I don't remember, guys. We'll delete this. I, I assumed that you meant, like, there was no blood from the source of the injury. We'll, we'll continue on, and we'll let you decide, because... I don't remember. Um, <laughs> so, and Fix then, it in post-op. Yep. This mistake never happened. Um, and then there was that strong chemical smell, which... You will see it repeats as well. So this first encounter was very small, but with each event, it will progress. So the second incident happened one day when the son, uh, Tad. Good old Tad. Tad was just doing his thing. We love Tad. We stand Tad. I don't think he was poor little Tad. He was like a grown man or close to it, I think. Maybe high high school? Yeah, probably. But still. I don't know. I just find the name Tad funny. For some reason. Yeah, I, I just pictured like a little kid name. Like we have a cousin named Tad and he is not little. Oh really? Yeah. Oh well that goes there goes my theory. He um, lives in Tennessee. People in Tennessee can't be little? No, I was just they can. So Kim saying that anyone from Tennessee is fat. No, he's not, Tad's not fat. You heard it here. <laughs> no, Tad Tad's not fat. My cousin Tad is not fat. He's he's just big. Like he's just one of those all over like big he's like muscular. So like big dude. When Kim hasn't said anything problematic that she needs to apologize, Jackie and I will just start feeding and just like making her <laughs> say things that she uh, never meant to. You said people because from it's Tennessee been too long suck? since our last Kim apology. So I actually did yeah. not say that people from Tennessee suck. I really like the people from Tennessee. You, in fact, the fact that, that I bring up the we were impl- implying that you said that the they were fat. Fact that I mentioned that Tad is from Tennessee is solely so that you can get the idea that Tad has a very thick, cute Kentucky or not Kentucky Tennessee accent. He's a big dude with a Tennessee accent. Oh, so I stand the, I stand the fact that Tad's a fun name. A fun name I, for a fun guy. I I really do like Tad. 
I do like Tad. Anyways, you know, tell us about Tad. I'm guessing his day didn't go so well. Probably not. You, ooh, since we're talking about cattle mutilations. Yes. So, so yeah, the second incident happened one day when the sudden Tad was chasing down a loose calf. And so when he was running through the creek, he had noticed a cow kind of stuck in the fence. And Poor thing. So he continued to chase the, the loose calf and kind of made a mental note, like, I'll go catch this cow, come back and get this guy out. And when he returned 20 minutes later, he found the cow dead on the ground with a very precise hole cut out of the cow's anus. You did so well. (laughs) Okay, I couldn't. He has a hole in his hole? A precise hole cut out of his anus. Now, I get into more detail on this anus hole later. I want excruciatingly detailed description of this hole in this cow's anus, please. I will give you a measurement. Oh. Kim, stop reading ahead. All right. Sorry. Eyes up here. I'm very excited. Sorry. Kim has access to my notes and I don't like it. Okay. I'm not looking. Um, so (laughs) the hole was exactly six inches wide. That's a big hole for a butthole. Is that from the center of the anus? Three inches in either diameter or three inches in either direction? Or is that six inches in either direction? It's diameter, not radius. So it's, it is a six inch in diameter. So the radius is three inches. Three inches over on That's each side. That's still a big butthole. That's better than six inches. Of the that butthole, is still, yes. That is still big. Like, yeah. That's not how a butthole <laughs> should be. Yes. Yeah. Like, I can fit my arm in there. Please don't. I would not go <laughs> sticking your arms in anuses, Kim. Don't judge me. I don't know what you do on your own time, but... Don't judge me. (laughs) Okay. Big turn. (laughs) Going back. Um, But yeah. So it was was like it was removed. So it it was like cut out. The anus was not there. Cannot find the anus. Um, What? Why do you need to take out a cow's butthole? I know. know, What do you need to do with with the pig's butthole? Not pig. Cow's butthole. Maybe they make like... Maybe they make medicine out of it. <laughs> I just pictured like taxidermy in the alien's house, and it's like high end. It's like look at all these anuses I've collected. Well, it's like that. Um, it's like that one episode from buttholes. Bob's Burgers where uh, the ant paints all the paintings of just the animal anuses. Yes, I referenced that um, to my boss the other day, and we were talking about Bob's Burgers, and I was like. I like the anus episode. And I was like, Jackie, you <laughs> idiot. Like, this is your boss. You just said you like the and anus episode to your boss. Yeah. So, And I'm the one that needs to make apologies? I just pretended like it never happened and he forgot about it. Okay. So, whoop hop. Okay. So, during the autopsy of the cow, um, they found that the cow's sexual organs were all removed. Ooh. And for some unknown reason, the heart and liver were white. And oddly soft and malleable, and it kind of felt like peanut butter, like what? the consistency of peanut butter. Way to ruin they pulled peanut its butter. sex organs out through its butthole and turned its liver to peanut butter. Yes. is that what you're telling me? Not, not actual peanut butter. Now every time I'm going to eat peanut butter, I'm going to think about weird gushy cow livers. That's why I eat chunky peanut butter. Worse. Why? That makes it. Worse. That's so much worse. <laughs> That's worse. That's way worse. Now, not only is it cow liver, but it's the other cow organs. Oh, and Nutella's not worse? Then you got the brown coloring in there that go with the poop from the cow butthole. Your cow was eating corn kernels, (laughs) so I don't want to hear it. 
Guys, I feel great today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait. So, the third cow. <laughs> On to cow three. Got it. Um, this cow was discovered, had the same six-inch wide hole cutting out its anus, but this time it went 18 inches deep. Ooh. Oh! Yeah. I forget what it was on the second time, but it was just like a couple inches. So, foot and a half deep, half a foot wide. That's overkill. That's freaking massive. Why do you need to go Pastor, that you far like up, a, up a cow's butt? That's like after I have a really powerful bowl of chili, but I'm tss. Wow. Wow. That was tasteless. Okay. Agreed. <clears throat> okay. So this time the <sighs> sexual organs again were removed. So a lot of times when this happens, for some reason, there is a fixation on anuses and sexual organs. And I, I don't know why, but it's Are a decently consistent thing. Are you using the cow wombs for something? Like, are you making weird dildos out of I, them? Like, the fact that these aliens are using buttholes makes me wonder, like, are you really technologically, like, are you trying? Are you just sadists? Is that yeah. what it is? Are you just sadistic and you just want to hurt people? Or are you really not as technologically advanced as you think you are? And you don't know that humans' buttholes are the, like, least effective and cow buttholes are, like, the least effective way of administering Maybe anything. they got confused. Maybe they thought the butthole was the head. <laughs> they thought it was the mouth. I think a lot of people get confused about that, honestly. Yeah, because it seemed to be talking out of the wrong end. Right? Oh, Jackie, you that, are that was, on fire tonight. That was the inference I was making. <laughs> and I was backing you up. I Thanks. appreciate it. Casper, I appreciate. So, guys, the third cow. So, the third cow. It was 18 inches deep, and its sexual organs were again removed, but this time there was a small puddle of brown. Don't know what puddle of brown is. Not blood. It was by the anus. I have an idea. Um, But it was, oh, it was by the cow's left shoulder, and the substance seemed to quickly evaporate. And it had that same chemical smell that he had smelled earlier. Yeah. Weird. So it got to the point, um, this happened, like weird things just happened so often that the Gormans just kind of ignored the lights outside. <laughs> like they just say, oh, well, they're, they're back. Okay, cool. Well, Much like the cows. Make sure the cows And the her. cops. Eventually you just get used to the <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And... If they were trying to get publicity, they could get publicity. Oh, like, yeah. They, they didn't want it. There's ignoring it. Um, so over time, they continued to find uh, more and more of these intensely mutilated dead cows. Um, the common things were having the eyes and teeth removed um, almost surgically. And, again, there was a fixation on kind of the genitals being removed or mutilated. What you doing with those eyes and teeth there, aliens? I'm In totally anuses? I'm totally picturing some warped cow puppet. With like cow anus and eye and teeth, like do 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 do. Oh, like <laughs> they stick their hand up the anus and it has the little eyes. That's why it had to be 18 inches. It had they had to have it big enough to make a sock puppet out of it. Oh. Kim, I think you're on to something. I figured it out. Okay, guys, the episode ends now. <laughs> 
episode's we done. It. We figured it out. We solved Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> I also think we're going to break the record for the number of times anus is said <laughs> in an episode. Are we allowed to say anus? I think so. I'm just mark it as explicit. We're good. That's fine. <laughs> um, so in two years, they lost 20% of their cattle. And so, like, to kind of put it in perspective, typically it's 2% is kind Whoa. of a common number. Yeah. So it's 10 times more. Yikes. Um. This and poor family is just, like, losing all of their cows. Yeah. A.K.A. their money. Yeah. So like, that's yeah. the thing you got to remember. It's, okay, yeah, it sucks these cows are getting mutilated. Like, it probably hurts the cow. But they're losing, like, they're losing funds. And these people's jobs are to have cows. Right. So it's, like, chunks of your house are just kind of, like, it's just, it's a, each cow they lose is a huge impact. Cows are expensive. Mm-hmm. They're super hard to replace. And... They're they're losing twenty percent. That's a lot. Yeah. So again, these people trying to leave the small town gossip. And also, I think a lot of the times we hear stuff like this, like with paranormal stuff, and everybody's always like, "Why don't you leave?" What with they what literally money? Can't with what money? All of their money is being sucked up by the aliens through the cows' right. bottles. They pretty much like they have invested in this ranch. This is where this is their money. Like this is where it's tied up. They can't just Mm -hmm. leave. So this was like their retirement home. Like we're going to live here forever. Yeah. Pass it down to the kids. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So lights would often float around the cattle heads um, before they would disappear so lights would float around disappear and then that cow would be found dead days later at least they knew so they marked that almost yeah and weird and it happens again often enough where people can discover a pattern of i see that light and that cow is dead that cow is gonna be dead a couple days from now yeah Mm. it's happened multiple times to where we there's a pattern starting to develop and Cows would often vanish, again, without hoof prints. So it would be, you'd see the hoof prints, and then they would just stop suddenly. And then there's no cow. Um, Pull them up and do a spacecraft. Exactly. Traditional. Yeah. Whoop, there you go. Cow. Bye, cow. Um, random animals would start showing up, such as bright tropical birds and leopard-looking animal skinwalkers. Which, uh, yeah, it goes back to those birds that we, the like the bioluminescent birds that we talked about yeah. last week and even mentioned, uh, I mentioned those big cats in England that are thought to be cryptids. Mm-hmm. Just like, you shouldn't be here. What are you right. doing here? So in 1997, the dad had actually called the news to report this really weird mutilation of the cattle. Um, they had circular spots cut out of their eyelids, and Ooh. shredded ears as though to be cut by scissors. The team vet concluded that it could not have happened by a natural predator. Which is completely opposite from their butts. That is, that's the, the other side. That's the uh, opposite side. And no, also... I, <laughs> no, I mean, not on their, bo- <laughs> not on their bodies. I mean, physically, yes. Like, like, their butts had been mutilated surgically. Their ears had been, like, hacked with scissors. That's what I mean. Not is, like the opposite yeah. side of their bodies. I mean, well, like the opposite. You know what? It is technically the opposite side of their bodies. You're right. I wonder if that's intentional. Well, you also have to think like it's interesting that like we've pointed out that these guys are super, super private, and it got that bad that they're finally like, fine, we got to tell someone about this shit. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they told them about everything or just the like the ears and the 
They probably let the anus is out of it. I would. Yeah. Um, People should play a drinking game of how many. They have to take a shot every time we say the word anus in this episode. Oh, I like it. Okay, here's what you're going to do. Go back, restart the episode. Drinking game. Go. No, because we, our <laughs> listeners would die. This episode We've said it at least a dozen times. They would never anus, take anus, a drink. Anus, 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 They would never take a drink for like 15 episodes and then die on this one. No, it's <laughs> just this episode. Like, just play the drinking game this episode. This is the okay, game. Well, they're going to die. We need to, at the end of the episode, find a word that we've said a ridiculous amount of times. And when we release it, we post it. We put in the little description what the word is that you have to take <gasps> a shot for. I love it. But this is also a, a word for anus. This is... This is a this is a paranormal road trip podcast. Please don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Good point. Just want to throw that out there. So if you're the passenger. Tailgate. Do that. I'm just kidding. Tailgate. Oh, pregame. Yeah. yeah. Pregame. So once you reach your destination, then you can take shots. Actually, you know what I prefer more than shots? The little airline bottles. Yeah. The little sampler bottles. Drink mm. one of those. Shoot it back. Anus. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Okay. Anus. Okay, Kim. You need to simmer the crap down. Okay. So the dad, um, another another time the dad found an 85-pound calf who had its leg yanked out of its knee socket and placed Aww. next to its body. Oh. Yeah. But he's just a baby. I know. It was a little um calf. Oh, what's the word for There's like a meat that you know that's a sheep. Mutton? Mutton sheep. It's like the little baby. Oh, yeah, there is a word for it. Venison? No, that's deer. Mm. It's um. It's a word when you feel. Veal. 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 Baby cow. I looked up beep, baby cow meat. Veal. Yeah, a little. Weird a little Google search, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the little vealet. Um, had its leg ripped off its body and set next to it, and all the internal organs were missing, and the body was drained of blood, but there was no evidence that it had bled out. Um, the blood was just simply gone. So there was no, like, slit or anything that the blood drained from. How did they get the organs out? Like, if there's no cuts or anything... It's just, like, just... It's, it's like one of those, like, Build-A-Bears before you put the stuffing in. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm going to continue because I don't like that imagery. <laughs> so You're never going to think about Build-A-Bears the same way I again. I won't. No, I will not. <laughs> Things this podcast is ruining. Peanut butter and Build-A-Bears. And anuses. I mean, those are never shot. great to begin with. But, so. Peanut butter's great. And all of no. our listeners' livers. That's what this, this podcast is ruining yeah, if they're well, playing the drinking yeah. game. So basically what happened was the mother of the calf was found near the calf's body, like um, just like sitting next to it. And both of its ears were missing. One of them was like shredded down like the other ones were. And the other one was just completely gone. But that ear was the one that had like the little tag on it. And so the, a theory started that whatever this creature was like to collect souvenirs. Ooh. Oh. You know, they tagged the cow's mm-hmm. ears. Oh. The mom and dad found one cow standing by itself away from the rest of the herd, and above it in the trees, they saw a pair of amber <gasps> eyes. No, Creepy. they didn't. Yes, after shooting mm. towards it, the creature escaped, and upon further investigation, they found a single bird talon 
um, prints, and it was six inches wide, and there was two sharp black claws. Bat claws. Bat claws. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like that you can read my notes because you can tell when I mess up. Um, so there was two sharp back claws, and they found the next print 20 feet away. That is one hell of a range. Okay, so another time, this is my last example, but four bowls went out missing only to be discovered crammed into an unused trailer in a hypnotized state. The trailer was locked inside and outside, and the locks had thick wires wrapped around them and untouched cobwebs. They found the metal doors on the pin and had, um, they'd suddenly become magnetized. Wait, they found that the metal doors on the pin. Again, I'm picturing these four bulls like crammed and it's like it's just a cartoon. I'm picturing this whole it's just a cartoon. Like. I'm picturing this whole show as a cartoon. Like just these four bulls, like very confused. That like crammed in this little teeny tiny trailer with magnetic block doors, and they're like, What is going on? See, you imagine that, but it's pretty accurate. It's funny though. In my brain, it's funny. It's, in real it's more life, it's funny it probably than scary. Funny. But when you think about like how difficult bulls are to like work with, and four of them to cram into a tiny, even like if you were gonna cram four of them into a tiny trailer, let alone somehow right. magically getting them transported inside without them panicking, yeah, mm-hmm. it becomes yeah. less fun. It, it's probably not funny in real life, but in my head, it's hilarious. I believe it. Um, but yeah, so that's all that I have on cow mutilations. Oh, is that cool, all? cool. It's a fun trip. Is it really it? is. It is a whirlwind. Wow. All right. Ready for things to get weirder? Oh. Yes. Absolutely. And so I, I know nothing about, I don't know what you're talking about at all. Cool. Like, I, I know. Words, I've heard of one of these organizations, but I deliberately did not read any more once I found out that that's what you were covering. Cool. Awesome. All righty. So buckle on in, folks. So in 1996, so uh, this is when the family was still living at the ranch. They ended up uh, reaching out to a paranormal investigator named George Knapp, who like came to the ranch and like investigated a whole bunch of stuff and ended up, with the family's permission, publishing an article, actually a series of articles, to the Salt Lake City's Desert News. Um, so there were this is three. Um, we mentioned this last episode. He had written three articles, and he yes. is the one who is responsible for the name Sherman Gorman. Yes. I, one of those two names. So it's because of this journalist, this um, this Robert, or not, sorry, I went for my notes, this George Knapp that uh, the Skinwalker Ranch kind of found publicity. Um, and it's because of these articles that um, this individual named Robert Bigelow came to the ranch and uh, offered to buy it for um, $200,000 to create a paranormal research facility on the property. So is that a lot for the property or a little? No. I have no idea. I wouldn't I don't know a property. I don't think so. Because I I was going to say a ranch would be like a half a million or something. At least. Yes. Yes. So to put it in perspective, my house is in a decent sub, like not uh, like a decent suburban neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a half acre. We, it's like a, what do we have? Three bedrooms. We have like 2,500 square feet Mm -hmm. on a half acre. I think we paid 219,000. Oh. So to be on a ranch with literally hundreds of acres of land, 
two hundred thousand dollars is nothing. It's not that much. But the family took it oh. because they were like, "Fuck it, we want to get off this ranch." Yeah, and that's they're true. losing it with the cows. Yeah, yeah, and they're losing money with the cows. So they take the money, um, and they agree to let this Bigelow t- um, come in and build this paranormal research facility. However, the father of the family, yes, you have a question, um, Jackie, with your lovely yes. little raised hand. So, when when did they sell it? Like, were they only on the property for like a year? Or so they bought it in 1994, I believe, and they mm-hmm. sold it in 1996. So all of those things happened in two years. Oh, two yeah. to three years. Oh, because some of the experiences happened afterwards. Because what what I was about to say is the father of the family actually stayed on to like manage the ranch as an employee for this company. Oh, okay. So the so the mom and all of the kids all moved out, but the dad stayed. I don't blame them. I'd peace out too. Yeah. Which actually, it kind of reminds me of um, Mac Brazell and how he worked a ranch, but like his wife and kids were like way the heck away. Oh yeah. But he went to the ranch every day, and then weird stuff happened to him, and then anyway. odd things happen. So Bigelow creates this company called the National Institute of Discovery Science, also known as NIDS, which is a fun name. I like that name. Yeah, it really is. He hired scientists and military guard and locked the ranch out to the public. So before it was, it was a privately owned estate, but like he just completely shuts it down with military grade force. Wow. It's still like that today. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, one of the people that he hired included Colonel John Alexander, who was a NATO advisor. Um, Alexander was the subject of men who stare at ghosts, and he was also part of the first Earth Battalion, which, if you don't know what that is, is a real government, like, uh, almost team or organization that are attempting to communicate with extraterrestrials. Side note, if you have not seen Men Who Stare at Goats, it is a great movie. I highly recommend it. You really should watch it. I, I've seen it. It's good. I love that movie. All right. So, yeah. So this guy is no joke. So this guy's no joke, and he's working as, like, a guard on this ranch. Um, so at one point, multiple cameras were faced in a very specific direction so that no blind spot existed. So they all pointed towards each other, mm-hmm. um, like, covering this... Uh, this footage um, and like covering the land basically uh, just to record anything that had happened at one moment, the tape stopped at the exact same time on all three cameras, or I think it's three cameras. No, sorry. I read three later. So on all cameras um, at the exact same second, all of them stopped for a third of a second, that amount of time, a third of a second stops. And during that period of time, all the wires were ripped out and what, like, basically they were being held up with duct tape because duct tape fixes everything. All the duct tape was not only ripped off but missing, and a three-foot chunk of wire had been, like, it just was gone, just disappeared. That is In a third insane. of a second. In a third of a second. All right, so for future reference, one, that's a second. All these cameras of, facing towards each other, no blind spots, clap, and they're all completely broken. That is insane. That's almost, that's scientifically impossible. Like, how does that happen? Magic? <laughs> Aliens. We're Aliens? Georgia, we need, him. We need Georgia. Where is he? 
Um, so at one point, George Knapp, the journalist, he's back, um, and a team saw a bright yellow orb shoot above the ranch in a perfect 360-degree loop. Whoa. Just a fun fact. So also um, going back to kind of the paranormal stuff, padlocks would randomly disappear, gates would open on their own, orbs would appear and fly around in formation around the ranch. Um, actually, I think I might have talked about this last. Um, we'll need to listen through if I, I repeat these notes. But at random points, Terry would see seven-foot-tall shadow men just standing next to the bar. Barn. Not uh, bar. Barn. Uh, no, thanks. Yeah, it's a hard no. I didn't say that last week? No, I don't remember any of this stuff from last week. Mm-mm. So, yeah, just random shadow men, seven feet tall, just chilling by the barn. As As happens. I mean, don't you have random seven-foot shadow people chilling at your house? No. No. No, No, we don't. No. I mean, I have lots of ghosts, and I have lots of friends, but I don't think any of them are uh, seven-feet-tall shadow men. (laughs) I have ghosts, and I have friends, and I don't have ghost friends. I don't think you want ghost friends. We've talked about them. They're fun (laughs) to an extent. Yeah, because they always show up as children, and they're never children. Right? Or like the baby to live next door to Steffi that would shut up, baby. Wouldn't oh, stop crying. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> in know if, she, if they listen to um, our interview episode, which I know they haven't. In nineteen ninety nine, cameras. <laughs> so in nineteen ninety nine, uh, cameras would go missing and broke and like be found broken every time they tried to set them up. Which proved that whatever this entity was could cause repeated events and was sentient. I don't like it. Um, so this is a quote. Uh, basically, when police uh, catch trespassers on, like, on the land, this is what they tell them. Or at least like in one experience of a guy getting caught, this is what the police officer told him. You need to be careful. You are messing with something that is not good. You are actively hunting it and it will hunt you back. I have Ooh. seen it happen. These things will attach to you. They will follow you. This is real. People I know have been driven mad by it. You are hunting this thing, and it knows it. You need to be really careful. Wow. So what has he seen? I don't know. I don't know what drugs this cop is on, but, like, I'm so here with him and so scared. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is a fun one. Um... At one point, researchers saw a yellow orb that grew into a tunnel. At this point, the researchers started to sweat profusely and felt like they were being suffocated by unseen hands. Then a black humanoid figure without a face walked out of the tunnel and disappeared into the woods. Then the tunnel faded and like reduced back to the original orb size. And the researchers went to go find the figure and they couldn't find him or any like any tracks, any sign of this guy. This is, like, this is the weirdest, most out there, like... But these are, these are scientists. These are, like, military guys. Like, yeah, you could just chalk this up to just, like, people making up stories to make up stories. But, like, this is researched and documented shit. Like... Mm -hmm. This is so weird. Yeah. At one point, um... Uh, Tom, the, the, do we go with Sherman or Gorman? I forgot. I already forgot. The dad. The dad. Yeah, the dad. 
um, the dad of the family, discovered a hyena on the property. Just a hyena. Hyenas don't live in Utah. No, they don't. They're in America. No. no, they don't. Um, It ran towards the horses and then vanished. The horses, however, reacted as though the creature was still running towards them. And upon further investigation, they found um, uh, they found large claw marks across the horse's sides. Ooh. Poor little horse. Yeah. Um, in 2006, a researcher named Ryan Skinner was driving by the ranch with his wife. Um, his wife was driving. He was in the passenger seat and he fell asleep. He was awoken set like a while later by his wife screaming, what is that? He saw a red glowing ball descending from a large floating object. Um, after staring at the light, he blacked out again and woke up to his wife screaming his name because three humanoid figures were approaching the car. Now, keep in mind Ryan Skinner's name because he's going to come back. Okay. Um, they fled, but the red light followed them and caught up to the car door, and then it mutated into an alien-like face and then turned the car off. The car just turned itself off. Jackie, you know things like that. I was going to say, this just happened to you last week. I can relate. My car is a skinwalker. <laughs> Your car is a skinwalker. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. Um, Thank God for Mabel. Unfortunately, then the story is kind of anticlimactic because the light just fades away and like the fan, like they're both fine. Um, I know. Bummer. How, how dare they not get mauled to death? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but they realized in that moment that they were only like a mile away from the ranch. Oh, okay. And it actually is a really good thing that they didn't get mauled to death because I'm going to talk a little bit more about Ryan Skinner in a little bit. Mm. Um, you can edit this comment out if it overlaps your notes, Kim, but I also have that Ryan okay. himself has like admitted to witnessing the giant dire wolf himself, glowing orbs. He's heard voices and hallucinated images all on this property. Yeah. I don't like it. Don't like it? I don't like it. I feel like this is going to be my trademark phrase now is I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. anything about Skinwalker. I don't like anything about Skinwalker mm-hmm. Ranch. Uh, I know that we are a like a road trip podcast. Uh, please don't go to Skinwalker Ranch. I don't think please you can. Don't. Please don't go anywhere. Just don't go to Utah. Well, there's some good places in Utah. Not all of them Utah's are portals beautiful. to hell. Utah is beautiful, but it also has Skinwalkers. And it also has... So does Arizona. And it also has polygamous, polygamous cults and Mitt Romney. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whose hair You're going to have to apologize to you, you tainy. I will not. You, no, I will not. Mitt Romney freaks me out because his hair never moves. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on, unlike mm-hmm. his hair. All right. Exactly. So Niz, Nitz existed until 2004. And uh, it was shut down because many believe they the organization started to go a little too public. And uh, Mm. they were quoted saying UFOs seen in the area were not consistent with military aircrafts. So they like come out with that quote that like the things that they were finding recording were not consistent with any military aircraft and then immediately get shut down. Ooh, that's fishy. Yeah, the government wants you to believe that UFOs are stealth fighters. Mm-hmm. Or what is it always? Weather balloons? Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody believes that anymore. 
Um, so Bigelow left the ranch um, and publicly stated that there was no data to support any paranormal activity. But he had previously said in an interview with Wired magazine, I have an enormous amount of data from a lot of different sources that give me some pretty strong convictions about the authentic- authenticity of the existence of phenomena such as UFOs. Mm-hmm. So a little bit contradictory there, buddy. Chicken. So NIDS was about a decade, right? So 1994 yeah. to 2004. 1996 okay. to 2004, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So a little under a decade. Okay. So three years later, a secret, pr- and so this is in 2007, a secret project backed by the motherfucking Pentagon was started by Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. For the purpose, uh, the purpose of this project was to study unidentified aerial phenomenon or UAP. Yup. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay, I didn't know that the government actually got involved in. This. Oh, the government got involved hard. The government has been involved in all of the a- alien things. Look at Project Blue Book. It goes way back. Oh, the government so, has been involved with aliens as long as there have been aliens. So there's this poor family that comes. They're just like, we just want to start a ranch. We just want to have some cows and have a good time and retire and make a life for our children. And then all this (laughs) shit happens. So they tell like one journalist and this one journalist gets the story out. Then this asshole walks in, Robert Bigelow, and he's like, you know what? I bet I can make a facility here. And then he does. And then Big Brother government comes swooping in and is like, "Mm, you can't do that, but we're going to do it too. you're not Pretty allowed Because we're doing that. We that's our to. thing. But fun fact. Bigelow was really close friends with Harry Reid, the, major- the Senate Majority Leader who had started this program. And for some weird random reason that no one can figure out, Bigelow won a contract for $22 million to build a completely new facility on the ranch. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea how he just magically won. What, like, a stroke of luck. Can we talk about Watergate? Yep. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So we built this new organization called the Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, or BASS. It was backed by both Mm -hmm. the Pentagon and NASA. Of course it was. Friggin' NASA. Can't trust them either, which is really sad because I really want to like NASA, but... Um, sorry, I'm reading. A spokesperson said that they had no comment on the Skinwalker Ranch. They just happened to place their secret secret government alien uh, facility project on that property. It has no connection to the ranch whatsoever. It was just land, guys. We just we just wanted this land. Total coincidence. Yeah. Total coincidence. So a former guard has quoted to say, uh, has been quoted saying. I remember being told to patrol the perimeter 24-7 accompanied by dogs. But the dogs were not security dogs. They were simple household pets. And the reason why these That's dogs weird. were just normal dogs was because they wanted to see how these dogs would react to the, like, phenomenon that was going on. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine if, like, Rupert just had to walk around Skinwalker Ranch? He'd have a fat little heart attack. Fat little puppy heart attack. I would have a heart attack. Like, could you? Or Jack? Could yeah, you imagine Jack just turn loose dogs? running around just, like, on Skinwalker? Go to a local pet store and just like 
get a bunch of dogs or are these uh, like the soldiers pets that they're bringing in like they're like no. family dogs no 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 one would be bringing their animals I would in. not do that my dogs are not going anywhere within like 5,000 miles of Utah that's fair I don't think they probably will but <laughs> but they're not going near Skinwalker Ranch I can tell you that much so if the dog reacted in any way, the person who was like the dog's handler was required to bring their urine and a vial of their blood to headquarters in Vegas by the end of their shift. Whoa. What if the dog didn't have to pee? That's what I was thinking. I was like, so these aren't trained dogs. They're literally having these like random household pet dogs there so that like they can like root out any like training that the dog has. So it's like pure yeah. reactions of these dogs. Do you know how often dogs will just randomly bark at shit? Right. Literally all the time. I do, in fact, because I have one of those dogs. Do you think there was, like, specific dogs that were, like, a little more jumpy and people got mad when, like, they got saddled with, like, having to, like, walk the perimeter with that dog? Because they knew that dog was just going to randomly lunge and bark at something. Could you imagine? No, I mean, I joke about Jack, but, like, seriously, Jack barks at everything. Could you imagine trying to do this with Jack, who is constantly trying to run and, like, pull on his leash so he's either choking himself with his collar or he's barking at birds and clouds and, like, barking at you for not attention to him. (laughs) Oh, God, that would be the worst. My old childhood dog, she she was very old, and we recently had to put her down, which was very sad. Um, But when she was younger, I was, in like, in high school, and she would just randomly bark and growl like there was somebody trying to break into the house. Like, Pretty consistently. But no one ever did. But no one ever did. And Maybe she scared them away. I'm just imagining her on this ranch and how much she would just randomly bark at things. And how often I would have to take my urine and blood to a headquarters in Vegas by the end of my shift. (laughs) They also did, quote, brain scans that were performed on the soldiers, or, or performed on the guards without, like, Sorry, let me let me repeat that. So they would do quote brain scans um, on the guards, but the guards were never told the results or the reasons for them. Whoa, hmm. interesting. There was one project that was uh, like being funded on this in this facility called AA Tip, which is the Advanced Aerospace Thre- uh, Threat Identification Program. Um, which, sorry. So it is a secret program specifically to study UFOs um, on Skinwalker Ranch. Like the actual government facility program is like the whole point is to fit, like discover UFOs on Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is part of the black budget that we yeah. hear about. Yeah. Ugh. So in 2012, Bass lost their funding from the Department of Defense and the AA tip contract expired and was not renewed because a former member had publicly announced the official. So this is a quote from him. The officials fear the public of learning about the program and potentially learning about the misappropriation of taxpayer funds. Ooh. That's a good way to lose a job. That's a good way to lose a life. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to end up in, like, prison for the rest of your life for treason. Hashtag Epstein, Epstein didn't, didn't kill himself. himself. Oh. <laughs> 
Anyway, interestingly, after Bass's closure, a unique war monument was paid for by the government and built on the land. Almost as if like a, thanks for letting us study you all this time. We're just going to go ahead and leave. Please don't kill us. A war monument? A war monument. To what war? Yeah. Maybe there was a massive alien war that we don't know about. Spanish American? Maybe that's the misappropriation of taxpayer funds. Um, so Bass is assumed to have shut down at this point, but, um, so Bass shuts down, but the ranch goes into kind of mysterious hands that we don't really know a lot about, which I think Kim's going to get into. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, at this point it's still guarded with military grade weapons, um, and still blocked off to the public. Um, and in 2017, an article, an article posted by George Knapp again, um, proved the existence of bass as well as the fact that they were using human suds, like subjects to test reaction to UFOs and studying the body's immunology, cellular biology and neurobiology. And the goal was to bypass human manipulation and deception. It's like men who stare at goats part two. Yeah. But for reals. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. All right, so what so do we know? So that's and Bass. Right? What do we know about Skinwalker right now? So as Casper mentioned, Skinwalker was bought by somebody in 2016. Their current caretaker is a guy named Thomas Winterton. Now, it was purchased. It, it, we we n- don't know the owner, but we do kind of know the owner. It's currently owned by a shell corporation called Adamantium Real Estate. And Adamantium trademarked the name Skinwalker Ranch in 2018. So it's actually a trademark now. Are we get uh, in trouble for saying They apparently... It? Yeah, it's fine. Adamantium apparently owns um, or handles very high-end real estate, uh, like real estate, and they issued the following statement about the current owner of the ranch. Now, this is a quote from Thomas Winterton. And you can Google all of, like, Adamantium. It takes a very little bit of digging on adamantium but thomas winterton who is the current caretaker of the ranch said uh first so this is from he posted this on a page that is run by ryan skinner now i mentioned remember him he was the guy that um was it jackie no i was talking about casper had mentioned ryan skinner and said that he at the beginning before nids uh, he had been on the ranch or a mile away from the ranch and had all those weird things happen to him. So uh, Thomas Winterton said, good job, Ryan Skinner, on keeping this page intriguing and also using what seems to be good judgment on moderating the discussions. I have followed this page since being hired as a consultant and representative of Adamantium Real Estate Holdings over two years ago. It has been interesting and very amusing to read the posts on this page in regard to who the new owner is. As I am under an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, I am very limited in what I can say, but in light of several of the past posts, I will set the record straight. First and obvious, the new owner or owners does not want to be identified. The new owner, owners, is are very successful and intelligent. He, she, they have gone to great lengths and expense to keep their identity private. There have been layers added and precautions taken to ensure privacy. Because no public dollars have been used in purchasing or maintaining the ranch, it is really none of the public's business who owns it. 
I understand the curiosity, but that does not supersede a private entity's right to remain private. The owner or owners has slash have set up adamantium, uh, hired a law firm to manage it, hired a real estate management company to oversee it, and have done everything through third-party contractors. Even the manager of the ranch was chosen and hired by the real estate management company. When I submit an invoice for my consulting, I submit it to the real estate management company. So now that he's he goes to great lengths to say owner owners, but so what did I'm, you I'm notice from this is that this is a super villain corporation that is yeah make it, that is run by a non-binary because of they. Well, non- no. So he went to Thomas Winterton went to great pains to say the new owner owners is our very successful he she they have gone to great lengths to keep their identity private blah 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 the new owner owners has have blah 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 like he's very careful to use pretty much like non you don't know if it's one person or a group of people except in the first sentence of that paragraph where he says first and obvious the new owner s in parentheses does not want to be identified Owners does does not go along. Like, that's not proper grammar. The new owners does not. It would be the new owners do not, which he was so careful the rest of the paragraph. This leads me and my English teacher brain to think that there is a one one owner, a single owner, and he just didn't catch that one. Um, Good job, Kim. So they have never let it be said that English teachers don't know anything. Ten bucks Uh, on it's still Robert Bigelow. It's, it would not surprise me. still Bigelow. <laughs> um, they've set up, they, so the, it's, but here's the thing. And we're going to talk about adamantium, but it says the new, the owner. Adamantium just sounds like we're an gonna evil corporation. Go with, like the name just yeah. sounds evil. Well, okay. Show, and that was, movie. that was what I was going to say. Adam, that was what I was going to end with, but we'll go ahead and throw it okay. in here. Adamantium. Sorry is a fictional metal alloy created by the writers over at Marvel Comics. That's where I know probably, it from. Yep, it's probably best known yes. as the makeup of Wolverine skeleton. I oh. love the X-Men. That's where it was from. I was like, I know that word. That's like a superhero yeah, that's, word. That's, why that's where you hear it from. That's where you hear it from. corporation. Yes. So, or let's, just and, and that's not even the whole statement. That's just part of it. So, um, let's deconstruct the statement. First of all, he said, the owner, we're going to go with owner, not owners, because of that first sentence. The owner has set up adamantium, hired a law firm to manage it, hired a real estate management company to oversee it, have done everything through third-party contractors. Now, I'm going to come back to the statement because I want to jump over to a little bit about adamantium. From adamantium's website, it says, so it, uh, Thomas Winterton is saying that the owner set up adamantium. From the website, Adamantium Group's, and this is verbatim, Adamantium Group's International Realty Network provides access to luxury real estate and homes for sale worldwide. Please note our website doesn't let you search property listings globally because we display only by request. We manage a large inventory of luxury homes that match your lifestyle choices such as waterfront, golf, island, vacation, mountain, and many others from our private VIP clients around the world. Adamantium Group's International Realty Network provides access to luxury real estate and homes for sale worldwide. But you can't see any of them. You can't see any of them. 
And even if this is a real company, what bougie ass is going to buy one of these properties in the fact of, like, I'm going to buy from this secret, definitely not fake company? Right. Yeah, every their verbiage sounds very... Um, like, oh, at a glance, we seem like a real website. Or like, Look yeah, at all these oh, lovely places you could live. We're going to cater it like specifically to your fans and rich-ass lifestyle. Don't look too closely at the aliens. It, it gets better. Yeah. So, this is... Uh, so, further digging on Adamantium Group's website says... And again, all of this is word for word from their website. I did not edit it. I did not correct grammar. I didn't do anything. So I'm going to read it word for word exactly how it appears. Adamantium Group, in all caps, is a multidisciplinary company focused in architecture and real estate supervised by Manolo Rueda. Manolo Rueda, our CEO, has spent his last 20 years working in luxury, but for the last three years has been focused in pro-health construction, Researching and studying energies, not studying, studying energies, connections in physics, mathematics, geometry, cosmology, quantum mechanics, biology, chemistry, as well as anthropology and ancient civilizations. These okay. studies led Rui... Do I? That's just a lot of science words and then just thrown in and ancient civilizations, you know, for yeah. fun. Yeah, well, and... And the, uh, so again, this is my English teacher brain, but I'm thinking if you run a multinational global corporation that caters to the rich and famous, you're going to hire somebody to proofread. You're going to not mess with, you're not going to have comma splices. You're not going to have the word studying energies instead of studying energies. So unless studying right energy away, is a thing, I'm throwing out red flags left and right here. Um, these studies led Rui or lead these studies lead Rueda to groundbreaking theories, published papers and patented inventions like Casa Aria and Pro Health Construction, which are now gaining worldwide recognition and acceptance. Is it Rueda's works heard are focused? Yeah. Rueda's works are focused on a fundamental energy and geometry of space that connects us all, from the quantum and molecular scale to cosmolo- cosmological objects in the universe. What? In Rueda's yeah. In Ruida's theories, misspelled, gravity and electromagnetism are unified, something predicted by the inventor Nikola Tesla and confirmed by the Sydney Dag- Dagvilo 2016 inter- intervallic theory of physics and quantum. Manolo Rueda has a degree in computer science by the Universidad Poly- Politecnia de Catalunya. Sure. And after, so he's from Spain. And after several, so he has a degree in computer science, but he has spent his last few years working in studying energies, connections in physics, mathematics, geometry, cosmology, quantum mechanics, biology, chemistry, anthropology, and ancient civilizations. But he has a degree in computer science. Hmm. Uh, after several years in the university sector working as an international sales agent, he started as a career as a property builder and VIP personal shopper, where he has mainly been focusing on buying and selling villas and renovating it to his ex- international clients, soccer artists, and other VIP clients. Manolo Rueda has excellent negotiation skills and has a wide experience with legal and financial issues involved in international transactions. Although through his furniture distribution s- company, and after two decades of experience in interior design and sustainable constructions, 
Manolo Rueda is expert in discover amazing and rare materials. <laughs> mm. Bamboo Luxury is the older and alive customer in Spain that today distribute the luxury brand Fendi Casa worldwide since 2006, using his footprint to introduce quality in his projects. Rueda's 2018 wishes are introduce them in the market the eco-luxury resort concept. Arriving soon and ready to become an standard in ecological and sustainable construction. He was born in Barcelona with an Andalus background and speaks four languages, Catalan, Spanish, English, and Italian. Especially at the end of that, there are so many grammatical errors. Like yeah. this it, it adamantium sounds, and... It sounds like the Sudorita so, is writing it about himself, but just like, just agreed. like, just typing away, just being like, I also speak four languages and I have a degree in computer it, science and I have this website. Yeah. Let me plug that here. Like, it sounds like yeah. a dude just like vamping himself up. So it sounds like Manolo Rueda, who you can Google and find pictures of. Um, so he has a degree in computer science for the last, let's see, how many years? Uh, at, oh, he has 20, 20 years of experience in interior design, yeah, but that's he a weird also, one to throw in there randomly. Mm-hmm. but he's also spent his last 20 years. Oh no. He spent his last 20 years working in luxury interior design, but for the last three years, has been focused in sustainable construction, researching and studying energies, physics, math, geometry, cosmology, quantum mechanics, biology, chemistry, anthropology, and ancient civilizations, and apparently getting his degree in computer science. Wasn't he also a personal Uh, shopper in there for a hot minute? Yeah, for a little bit. Luxury high-end. Yeah, for soccer. So this is... Not soccer players, just soccer. Yeah, this is who's responsible currently, allegedly, possibly, for Skinwalker Ranch. Now, back to Thomas Winterton's statement, where he says, When we have had contractors on the ranch, they are paid through the real estate management company or the owner of the real estate management company, presumably Manolo Rueda. Um, good luck finding the owner because anyone who knows the true identity of the owner are all under a strict NDA. And even if we weren't under an NDA, we wouldn't risk our access to the ranch and our place in the inner circle for a few moments of glory on a page with people we have never met. If asked, many associated with these protective layers would claim they are the owner simply to throw off the hunt and protect the identity of the owner. Um, I can tell you for sure that Jeremy Kenyon Locker Corbell... Uh, who I I don't know who that person is, but uh, he didn't travel on the owner's private jet to the ranch. Apparently, he's a person who is claiming that they he knows who's what and has been there. I will end by saying that many hired to perform functions within the ranch started off by doing so simply as a job. Over the past two years, the fascination and the level of involvement by those associated with the ranch has grown, and now many of those hired to do a job have become very involved in the ranch. Do not mistake their involvement as a sign of ownership or you will chase a rabbit hole that gets you nowhere. How was that rabbit so, hole that you chased that got you nowhere? Yeah. <sighs> so all we know about the current owners of the Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch was trademarked in 2018. It was bought by Adamantium Real Estate named after Wolverine Skeleton and presumably... Uh, supervised by this guy Manolo Rueda who is an interior designer and genius. 
I'm telling That's it. you That's guys. That's what we know about Skinwalker Ranch. These guys, this this adamantium company is taking cow anuses and using them, like taking the cow anuses and partnering with the aliens and using them to create supervillains. Or couches. That is a hundred percent. Or couches. <laughs> you want this anus couch? <laughs> That's what they offer to Ed Gein. It's good. Right? Yeah. It's an anus couch with uh, the matching teeth and eyes love seat. And a nipple belt. <laughs> and <laughs> a nipple belt. Exactly. So there you go. That's Skinwalker Ranch in a nutshell. We weren't kidding when we said it's insanity. You have you have ghosts. You have cryptids. You have weird animal like mutilation you have you do not have have cow anuses you do not have cow anuses but you You, do have manolo rueda who really look him up this guy's you have like government conspiracy theories and cover-ups and it's it's a trip guys now you understand why all three of us had to cover this episode and all three of us had to each take separate parts because there was no way one of us could cover this story and honestly we we barely, I feel like, skim oh, the yeah. surface. And uh, so just a quick, um, I don't know why I didn't think to do this before, but Jeremy Kenyon Locker Corbell, who did not travel on the owner's private jet to the ranch, is a contemporary artist and documentary filmmaker based in L.A. L.A. Yeah. So he's also a photographer, fashion designer, and an author. So basically... The exact kind of person. Oh, and he's a martial artist. So basically the exact kind of person who would be best friends with Manolo Rueda. FYI. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah. It really is. So are you confused? Because we are. Are you confused? Because we are. Oh, we all know what we're doing. We all know what's going on. So, all right, there you go. Skinwalker Ranch, part two. Um, Send us your theories if you would like to. Yes, please. Miles13show at gmail.com. If you've been to Skinwalker Ranch, you've worked on Skinwalker Ranch, please. Skinwalker Ranch. Jackie Jackie just pulled a bottle of ranch dressing out of nowhere. Where did you pull that (laughs) bottle out from? From your anus. There's just a bottle of ranch dressing magically appeared. I don't <laughs> talk about it. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, you said Skinwalker you Ranch. You have a while to place your pre-orders for the exclusive t-shirts. You um, do. Which, by the time this is released, it might be over. Oh, will it? Uh, two weeks for part one, two weeks for part two. I think. If you hear yeah, this, Yeah, by the time. Yeah, it's too late. Sorry. Never mind. Edit that out. However... Uh, there will be other merchandising opportunities. So if you didn't get in on this one and you would like to get in on future merchandising opportunities, you can still shoot us a message. Yeah, but you're not getting this shirt. No. Nope. Too late. But you Although, might get other fun stuff. This is coming out before Valentine's Day, so don't lose hope because somebody that you love might have gotten it for you for Valentine's Day. Aww. You never know. So, you got anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gents. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.